Hello and welcome to another episode of Worked Up, the podcast where you learn to navigate the workplace, business, and your career with a little more ease and a lot less angst. I'm your host, Jacqueline Beck, and we have two very exciting guests in the studio today. We have Reno and Teresa Apria, welcome. Good morning. Good morning to you. Thank you very much for having us. Oh my goodness. Thank you for being here. I've met them briefly and I can tell you in the limited time we've spent together, it has been such a dynamic and interesting and fun conversation. So I am absolutely thrilled to have them here. By way of background, Reno and Teresa are restaurateurs. They're former cast members of season six of The Real Housewives of New Jersey all around great people. Um, Reno has the nickname, the star. Yes. I just found out. Yes. The star, <laughs> which I need to find out where that comes from. But he was also named chef of the year a few years back by the Yankees. Yes. I'm the jumbo trauma at the game. I know. I'm kind of disappointed that we're doing this in a podcast studio and I can't be eating some very <laughs> yummy food while we're, while we're discussing, but that will come. That will definitely come next time. <laughs> that will definitely come. So before we kick off, do you guys mind just talking a little bit about your backgrounds and how you've gotten to this place in your careers? Perfect. I'll start because I met my wife at Angelo's, which is my father's restaurant and my uncle's restaurant on Mulberry Street in Little Italy. So the reason why we're bringing you, I'm bringing you back to there is because Angelo's came about when my father came to America and he was working in Brooklyn and he wanted to be in the city. So a cousin of ours got him to work at Angelo's. After he worked at Angelo's for two years, he was offered to buy the restaurant in 1970. By 1972, go and behold, you know what? He ended up buying Angelo's. I was now about five, six years old. By seven, eight years old, I would go to work with my father at Angelo's. And I was always intrigued watching him behind the line with other people cooking. And I said, you know, I want to do that one day. You know, like most people say, I want to be Reggie Jackson. I want to be Greg Nettles. And I was like, you know what? I love what I'm seeing here, the action, the cooking. And go and behold, all of a sudden, uh, at 14 years old, I find myself going to work at nights now because I'm getting a little older and I'm learning more. By 15 years old, I'm in the kitchen. Next thing you know, we get a, a notification from Secret Service that Ronald Reagan is going to come to Angelos. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. And I was 15 at the time. Was, so he, pre was he president at the time? President of the United States, wow. 1981. Yes. And sure enough, Secret Service comes over. He looks, you know, investigates us. And there you go. Next thing you know, I'm in the kitchen cooking for Ronald Reagan. What did he order? Oh, Reagan dinner for two. You had hot antipasto, our famous spadini, shrimp clams, then after filetto di pomodoro, and then a combination of uh, veal sorrentina and filet mignon marsala with fried zucchini and potato croquettes. So he has a very good appetite, or yes. had a very good oh, appetite. And, and, they yeah. ate, and they ate very well. <laughs> so that was a really interesting you know, point yeah. in my life where I was able to be in the kitchen with my, my family's cooks to cook for Ronald Reagan and then get to meet him. Which was unbelievable. States. I mean, that's amazing. That's and then along the way, uh, after eight years of working for my father, what happens is that we decided to open up a restaurant in 1988 called Ariel Restaurant. And that's where my wife comes in because by now we were dating and she and I helped. I met you at Angelo's. Yes. Yeah, on Mother's me. Day. Yes. I put Came a, with my family. The most expensive bib I put on somebody. <laughs> I put a lobster <laughs> bib on me. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of it is that she's a twin. 
So I gravitated to her. So there must be something really, really, really good between us. But there's got to be a connection because they have an, she has an identical twin. So it can't just be looks. No, this is a real love story. No. Yeah. What a tragic uh, in between. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we'll get into that. Yes. We'll get into that. So my wife was a, uh, she, she inspired me. She's a, uh, you know, I, I make a lot of jokes and everything, but uh, she really pushed me in my life to do a lot of things because I was always a motivated person, but you always need somebody behind you that can push you forward. And she always brought out my strengths because there's a lot of weaknesses in me, not as far as security or cooking, but you know, everybody has their ups and downs and, you know, of course. and especially when you go into business at 23 years old, owning my own restaurant. And you know what? You always need somebody strong behind you when you're dealing with everyday stress, especially when you're learning to manage your stress and how you have to uh, direct all this knowledge that you have now at 23 years old to make a successful restaurant. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're worked up because that's what you do is that you teach this, you know, like you, you, you give seminars on how you can run a business better, more ease with less ang anguish, right? Correct or no? That's correct. So I think along the way, we built a great relationship. I mean, it was a lot of ups and downs in the restaurant industry, but uh, she brings a lot to the table. She's very personable. She knows how to talk to people. And the best of it is that she doesn't only look fabulous. She, oh, she is very, very <laughs> intelligent. And she was able to connect people. That's mm. her goal, connecting people. In the restaurant industry, she would put tables together. And before you know it, everybody would be joining one big party. So she, she was good at doing all that. Plus, she would like, you know, sit people down and take reservations and uh, or contribute to some specials sometimes that, you know, cause she's cooks, she cooks really good. So, you know, she had a, she had a, she had her uh, pros. And then the cons came when the checks had to be written <laughs> for divorce. <laughs> well, so that brings up something really interesting. We were just chatting before about mm -hmm. how Teresa, you were involved in the restaurants with Reno from yes. a very young age. So can you talk about that too? 19 years old. Oh 18. my goodness. 18. 18 we met, right? Yep. Engaged at 19, married wow. at 21. He was older. <laughs> just a bit. Yeah. So um, I would just help out. I, like I said, we met at Angelo's. Mm -hmm. I was a child, 17 years old, and we were engaged a year after that, married. And I just, I, I love people. I love, I love the restaurant business. I had a restaurant, my family of their own. Mm -hmm. So we kind of had that in common. And um, it's just, um, you know, a lot of fun. It was just a lot of fun. I just like being with him. Yeah. We just have a good. Yes. Yeah, we, we, uh, we're good together. Sometimes we're not good around people, but we're good together. <laughs> uh, I too. I the most people. important, the where we, when we reconnected, you know, down the road, when we got back together, which we'll probably, you know, touch that a little bit. It, uh, she was a big part of Ponte Vecchio because mm. she helped design the restaurant. You know, me, I, I couldn't get dressed uh, with a spotlight on me. So the bottom line is that, you know, she put Ponte Vecchio together as far as uh, the decor, you know? Yeah, Ponte Vecchio exactly. being your in other Bay restaurant. Ridge, yes, in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, yes. yes. So how many restaurants do you have now? Now with the uh, Reno's opening in Boca, we're going to have three because uh, Angelo's in Long Island, my sister will be opening soon. So, you know, it'll be probably three restaurants. That's, that's Cause, right. Because unfortunately, after COVID, we closed Angel's and Mulberry Street. So yeah. that's no longer in existence. 
So that is closed. And his sister is moving it to Amityville oh, nice. in Long yeah. Island. So she's going to be running that. So we're excited about that to yeah. continue his legacy. That was his dad's legacy. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, a, it was the, probably the toughest time of my life saying goodbye to Angelos. But. Well, yeah. I can imagine because you talk about the restaurant and you talk about being there with your dad and you light up. Yeah. Right. And so obviously COVID presented a lot of challenges for a lot of businesses. How do you, how do you deal with something like that? Again, it's uh, it's the strength of knowledge that you get, that you believe in yourself, that you know, that you can reinvent yourself again. Mm. And what I did was I was able to really, I mean, I had, a, I battled uh, for two years. So did the whole world, you know? So I'm not trying to say, but I'm saying in my situation is that I tried to save this restaurant you know, for my sister, uh, I did everything possible, but you know what? You need collaboration. And that's what your podcast is about worked up. I couldn't get a landlord to work with me. I couldn't get contractors to work with yeah. me. Everybody was just, you know, I guess trying to fence for themselves. Yeah. So the way I got through it was first of all, by my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, because he gets me through a lot of stuff. I really found the strength to say, you know what? I'm going to overcome this. Yeah. And what I did is I focused on how I know how to delegate because what I, my parents taught me is how to delegate ah. because mm -hmm. the key to success, I can't know everything if I can't teach you because then I can't expand. Mm -hmm. And the whole purpose of success in business is to be able to have knowledge, lead by leadership and have good employees that see that you are a leader. And believe me what I'm telling you something, the people that most People make a mistake that own businesses. They think that the people that work for them are followers. They're not. They make us the leaders, but we have to lead by example. I love that you just said that because- That's facts. I feel like I beat That's my drum huge. about that. So when you say lead by example, I take that as practice what you preach. How do you take that? I take it as watch what I'm doing. And if it works, continue it. And you know something, when I speak to you, I'm speaking out of knowledge. That means I made that mistake 17,000 times. And I'm just talking about business. I could talk about life too. Yeah. And I don't like to preach. I just like to show. Right. And I have a gift. I guess I got it from my grandfather. I just have a, a, a feeling and, and a guts about things. And it, usually 90% of the time it's right. But when it comes to business, people, if you're going to open up a business, you're going to do any type of business, you need to know what you're doing first. Mm. And you need to know that you believe in what you're doing. Well, and what's so interesting about that is hearing your story with your dad and being in the kitchen from such a young age, you got your hands dirty. Yes, I yeah, did. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so you learned hands on, you learned through grit mm. and it sounds grit like and determination, which are so critical. Correct. Huge. Right. And Huge. especially in hiring, when you think about who you want to hire. Profiling is everything when you hire. Right. Because your first instinct is always your right instinct, whether it's dating, whether it's friendships, whether it's hiring somebody because you don't, you, 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 the, the education that I got at Angelo's was not perfect. It was imperfection that created perfection. That's a beautiful Be saying. Because everything was not, everything was done in 1970. There was no computers. Everything was done by hand. Everything was done, you know, the, every, you had to learn because you were making mistakes. And this is a restaurant that existed since 1902 and was after Ronald Reagan ate in this restaurant, this restaurant would do maybe close to two to 2,500 people a week. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And there's no, no uh, computers, no, it was just a, a regular system. 
Uh, no orders. computers going into the kitchen. Yeah, like those orders. orders would just verbally, verbally spit out to these guys, to these chefs. That was oh it. my like, gosh, I that was amazing. I could me. retain three, four tables in my head. Now I can't even count the seven because <laughs> I got now, the, I got right? the iPhone. Apple does it for me. Exactly. <laughs> well, that that's amazing because there's so much in what you just said about constant learning and constant self-improvement. I mm. love this saying, by the way, Thank imperfection you. created perfection. I just wrote this down. Thank you very much. You should coin that. <laughs> Talking just about so, branding. Just so you know that I am an eighth grade dropout. I learned how to speak English perfectly and probably at 14, at 14 years old. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I spoke Italian and Spanish. Wow. Then they, they put me in a French class and I failed that. My father <laughs> says, the guy can't speak English. You give him a French class, give him another English class. Give him an English yeah. class. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Well, there's so much in what you're saying. Lead by example. You know, when you look to hire people, what are you looking for? I look for, first of all, uh, that's a great question because mm. I, I, I know how I want to explain, but I want to get to the point of it. I look for determination. I look for somebody to love what they're going to do. Like I did. Passion. I, passion of what they're going to do. I just look that, that they're really interested and they ask a lot of questions mm. because I love a person that's going to ask questions because that means that they really, really want to learn and they want to understand what I'm about. Well, again, I love that you said that because this idea of imperfection and this idea of asking questions, I think they go hand in hand because, and I, I I'm guilty of this you know, 15 years ago, I would think to myself, oh, I need to have everything together. I need to know all the answers. And the reality is you grow, you build credibility, you build authentic relationships, mm -hmm. going back to your comment about relationships by being curious. Correct. And by admitting when you don't know something. You and to know, your point, you don't know. that's yeah. how I learned because you know what? I would read, 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 and I ask questions. Yeah. And then I watch and I want to emulate what I was seeing in the kitchen. I want to flip the pan. I want to flip the pasta in the pan. I want to see the fire, you know? And every time I would do it the first couple of times, I would get dirty or burnt, you know, because there's a technique to it. But then I had a master. I would sit there and I would just flip, flip until I got it right. Well, there's a beautiful metaphor in that too. That practice isn't easy. You might burn yourself. Right. You might spill some oil, mm -hmm. right? You right. might mess up a dish, but eventually you get it right. You get it right. Absolutely. You get it right. Absolutely. I want to go back to what you said about delegation because that's something a lot of people struggle with. And I do think that there's a misconception that if you do everything yourself, then you can control how perfect it is. It's almost tied to perfectionism. Then you'll never have any fun and any freedom. So for people who feel that way and need that control, how do you recommend that they take the first step toward delegating? Trust. Mm. And you got to trust yourself first that, you, that you're delegating what you know. And then what you're doing is you're making that person now realize how important they're going to be. Responsible. Because in my restaurants, what I do is I profile and after a while I find a position, whether it's the bar or whether it's the server or what's the kitchen, I find one person in each position and I make them feel powerful. How do you do that? Uh, I compliment them on what they do. And I tell them that, you know what, I, how would you do this differently? And then when they show it to me and I like it, they love the fact that it's not my way no more. It's theirs. It's theirs. So you're empowering them. Correct. Because that's really what life's about, no? Well, Everybody wants to feel wanted. And Reno, you know what I love about you? And, I'm, and it always like makes me smile. How many people have you taught, I mean, this business and have gone on their own that's to be so question. successful? 
That's huge. We have at least five. I have a, a guy of a guy that's dear and near my heart. His name is Kenny. He's in Naples and he has a Florida. He has a restaurant there. He was a busboy. Oh, wow. To this day, he thanks me for everything that he learned. He was a busboy and he opens, you know, he has two restaurants in Naples. And that's just one Successful example of five people. You know why? He says, boss, because I listened and I watched you. Mm-hmm. But that's how you, that's the mark of a good leader, right? Yes. Where you support the people who work with you and you raise them up. You want them to be successful and go on their own and create. And I, they have. It's it, my whole family. People. I'm taking credit, but you know, cause we're speaking about me, but you know, this, it was, it was a family owned business, you know, yeah. cousins were involved and they, they were, they own restaurants down here themselves too. And they're successful because they grew up in the same cloth, Yeah, you know, and, uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing that, you know, everybody thinks that I know the restaurant business. No business is business. It's common sense. You know, let, let's get real. The bottom line is, you know, you de- you're not dealing with robots. You're dealing with human beings. So it's funny in the car ride over here, I was thinking about the concept of street smarts mm-hmm. and you know, there's, there's book smarts, there's intelligence, there's, you know, learning things, you know, how to do the books, how to be an accountant, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z, right. On paper and in theory. And then there's this concept of learning by doing and being actually able to apply it. So my dad's from Queens. I know we've talked about this. Yes. He's the type of guy. He's the consummate salesman. He walks into a room. He knows nobody. He comes out. He's everybody's best friend. Yeah. And so, you know, I always said he taught me street smarts. And what I think it ultimately comes down to is emotional intelligence and relationships and people. Mm -hmm. And that's why what you're saying is so important because it's all about how you actually get done what you need to get done and the recognition that you can't do anything in a vacuum. It's all with the people around you. So that's a great segue to something that you guys were talking about earlier, which is this idea of partnership. Correct. Right. Because you're talking about your family being cut from the same cloth. You're talking about Teresa being the person behind you who has really propelled you forward and motivated you and brought out what's strong in you. And so as you reflect on your career and as you reflect on your journey, what have you learned about surrounding yourself with good people and surrounding yourself with those people who have brought out the best in you? It gives you a better life and it makes you understand and appreciate what you have really, what you, what you have learned that you were able to bring to other people. And, and see how happy that they are with success. And when, you, when you, they come to work, they actually want to be there. Yeah. And I find that that's probably the most intriguing thing is that it's success of watching people be happy. My turnover of employees, I've only fired two people since 1988. Wow. Okay. I employ over 30, 30. Now with the two restaurants, because the third, my sister's not open yet. I employ over 63 people, 33 of them in Brooklyn. And prior to that area, we had another 24. So I've only fired two people. What do you attribute that to? Attribute to the fact that, you know, something, the firing or the fact that I never had to, uh, that I only fired two people. Yeah, that you've only ever had. To, I mean, that's a remarkable statistic. Because I'm, I really address myself where I assert myself that I'm not aggressive, that I'm intelligent in what I'm telling you and I know how to do it. So guess what? Respect me because I'm respecting you for not knowing what I know. Wow. That's an incredible stat. Thank you. What's, what's also amazing. So we haven't gotten into this so much yet, but 
Teresa, from a young age, you were also working with Reno in the restaurants, right? So you were doing bookkeeping. What else were you doing with him? I would help him out with the books, payroll. I would um, do the register. So, you know, yeah. Sit people, meet your D, hostess. I just love people. I love the restaurant business. Like we were saying before, I just, I love the energy. And I think that's huge. I think to create that and to have that good energy in a place and make people feel special. Yeah. You know, I love our customers. I, I truly enjoy seeing them. I love talking to them. I see, I just, I, I love the whole dynamic of even serving people. I think that's key. I, it's, it's, we were put on this earth to serve and, you know, to always be humble, to be grateful. And I, I just, I love, I love the business. I love being with my husband. I love that my son's in the business now, Giovanni and family to me, whoever knows me, that's my all in all. As long as I have my family around me, as long as I have that love, that's all I need. My faith for, you know, first and foremost. And that's why I think I'm, you know, also a, a huge for my husband because if there comes time where he does lose it a little bit, I'm like, you know what? Like take a breath, calm down. Um, I don't think I do not worry about anything. I, my faith is everything. I put my trust in God. It's like, there's a plan. If this wasn't meant to be, if this door's closing, it's meant that it's closing. Another door will open and look, Angelo's closed. Um, I've always prayed about that. It was meant that it closed. It's it, it, yes, it's his legacy. We're going to carry it on in, in Long Island. Now his sister's going to take that ball and run with it. Um, and look, Florida opens up now. And this is even, this is a, you know, new opportunity. I love the saying, my wife came up with a great saying, ready from Brooklyn to Boca. Yeah. From Brooklyn to Boca. And that's and, it. And that's, so. that's part of something that I would, if I can, of course, please, is that, you know what? I worked all my life for this. Yeah. No, for what this is right now. This restaurant, Reno's of, of Boca Raton here in beautiful, sunny Florida. I worked my whole life for this because this is what I wanted. And thank you to Ron Cohn and Mr. John Ferralito. It's happening. And also thanks to me because of my knowledge and what I built up in all these years. Yeah. I, when, you, when you say this is what you always wanted. This is it. See this? Florida, warm this is, weather. This, this, this to me is, is living out my life the way I really want to, because you know something, if I can, I, if I, you know the song, if you can make it there, you can make, you make it, it anywhere. anywhere. Well, guess what? It is true because I made it there and now I'm going to make it here and that's anywhere. That's very inspiring. I'm laughing as you say from Brooklyn to Boca, because I feel like I've met more New Yorkers yeah. in South Florida than I mm-hmm. did in New York. I said my next restaurant's going to be in Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Well, well, I, I wish that it is. I ho- wish you all the success. May you have a restaurant in every city in America. I'm, and that's another key that you just uh, pointed on. I'm focusing on this. Yeah. I'm not focusing on the next step. See, what happens is, is sometimes... Your hands, you got two, you can hold two things, but guess what? Sometimes you can't juggle it. So what good is it? What good is trying to be bigger than you are? Why not be big and make that big last a while and then, yeah. get, and then go to the next step? I had a conversation last night with somebody about this. Would you rather be really good at a few things or be okay at a lot of things? <laughs> I'd rather be really Okay, at a lot of things. 
That's why, if you're asking me, I'd rather be really okay at a lot of things because that's how I think I got where I am. Yeah. Because I'm not, I only don't cook, but you know, I, I'm involved in a lot of other things. You know, I, I've done podcasts. I've, I've been on TV shows. I've done cooking shows. Uh, I've played soccer. I've, uh, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've spoken to people about life, whether you believe it or not. I mean, what better than to talk to somebody and marry the same woman twice? Yeah. So can you get into that a little bit? Because going back to this partnership yeah. idea, right? Um, you guys work together. And I think to myself, I would love to open a business with my husband. And then I think eh, there's a lot there, right? And I, I, I make it akin. I lived with my sister in the city right. and, you know, we would fight about who would take the garbage out, but the fight was never about who was taking the garbage out. It was about who mom loved more. <laughs> right. Right. There was always yeah, the yeah, underlying yeah, yeah. fight. Yeah. So, so talk a little bit about your history too, because it's so fascinating. Well, we're dynamic. You know, we have a chemistry. Unfortunately, unfortunately we got, I met, we met very young. Right. Think about what we met. We met, engaged, married, own business at 23. Most people at 23 years old can't even put their socks on. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 you know, yeah. So the next thing you know is that everything came fast. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, you know, we were traveling all over. We had, you know, we had everything that young people wish they had too fast. Mm. And, you know, then what happens is you're focusing on business and, you know, you're, you're, uh, you, you're not managing, you're not managing now your personal life or your family life because you know what? You're used to delegating in business and you're young, you're learning this. Mm -hmm. And what happens after that? You just can't get along. And what do you do? You just end the marriage, you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately. And, but that's part of learning, you know, mm -hmm. again, you know, I got no regrets. I sing all well, my favorite song is my way. Like Frank Sinatra. There's not, I don't have any regrets because I would never be the person I am. What everything, all the mistakes I made made me the person I am today. And I love the person I, I agree. am. You know, and the only, maybe, okay, I'll give you something. Okay. Maybe I do have a regret. I wish we never got divorced, but you know something, it's not reality. Right. Why am I going to focus on something I can't change? You can't change the past. But I did change it. I brought it back to the future. So, yeah. and now we're together. <laughs> I think we both My grew. wife is my- I think we listen, both grew. I, I love, there's Much a song, needed. I love you, then I hate you, then I love you, <laughs> then I hate you. But I got to tell you something. Uh, and it's, it's, we're not sugarcoating it. Yeah. This, is, this is it. This yeah. is real. what you see. This is real. You know, we might leave here and I might tell you, you know, don't talk to me for the rest of the day because you might say something. I'm just saying this is the way it is. But guess what? It's real. Well, what's striking me- is a few things. One, how focused you've been on learning your entire life. And that's your personal and professional life. And I, it's amazing the way that you talk about Teresa and her impact on you. And seeing that is just so pure. And you said something earlier about belief and believing in yourself. And in the absence of that belief, it can be so powerful to have someone pushing you along. Yes. And that you, I think people... People don't understand that they might not admit it, but you, you, you need your husband for what he's doing to 100%. your career and your husband needs you. hundred so percent. It's just a matter of admitting it. And then that's, you know, remember I'm 58 years old in a couple of days. All right. So I grew up in a different era than they growing up today. It's almost your birthday. My yep. birthday is March 16th. Oh my goodness. I'll be 58 looking, better, boy. Lo looking better than ever. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to give you a card. I need to remember that. I need oh, to write that down. Thank you. And, uh, and, you know, getting, meeting you was really inspiring because the, when I read your resume, it's, it's amazing, you know, and, you. and to be on a podcast with someone that could relate 
to the ups and downs and the knowledge because what I you, you know you have a lot of experience in what you're doing. Well, I'm a big believer. Look, challenges come in different ways to different people, right? And sure. there's an element sometimes also of guilt associated with that, which I've I've felt right. Like, oh, in general things are going well. Why would I be upset about this? Right. But at the end of the day, everyone's life is different and everyone has their own ups and downs and you learn to navigate those. I have a lot left to learn. <laughs> I'm very aware <laughs> of that. And I think that's the biggest lesson I've had to learn is that you will never know it all. No, you will never know everything. All you can do is be curious and ask a question. And that's why I've resonated so much with what you're saying, because even when we spoke last week, when we, when we met, mm -hmm. Everything is about self-improvement. Everything is about just getting better and having gratitude and appreciation for what's going around you. And what you just said in your story about your relationship, which I find fascinating, is that everything came too fast at a young age. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that ties very much so to what you were saying about the restaurant in Boca, about how you're focused on doing this. Correct. You're focused on doing this really well. Mm -hmm. You're focused on being great at this and not the next step. Not the next step because I can never get to that next. Nobody can. What do you mean by that? It's very difficult to, to start this and then all of a sudden think you're going to start something in another week or two because you think you know, oh, I got this. Yeah. I got this. No, you don't got it yet. I know I don't have it yet because you know what? It's got to open. People got to leave happy. Yeah. And they got to come back and you got to get a nice little track record and then you move on. So don't put the cart before the horse. Correct. Yep. That's my, that's my motto. Well, it sounds like it's worked. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> L let me ask you a question. I know we've, we've spoken a little bit about branding, right? Because so much, even doing a podcast, you have to put yourself out there, you know, in the restaurant business, you have to create a buzz. It sounds like Teresa, you've, you've been amazing at connecting people and creating atmospheres, which are so critical to these experiences like restaurants. How do you guys think about creating that noise so that you gain interest around your restaurant? That's a great question because we just, uh, the pandemic brought the positive. That's what we did. So we'd sit home and cook. So we now, every time I make a video at the end, it says another dish done my way. So we're branding. Oh, like Frank Sinatra again, just like the there song. Just like the song. But now it's cooking my way. Oh, that's great. It's Reno's, uh, Brooklyn to Boca. Uh, it could be, uh, well, we, we have our t-shirts now. We're getting our hats. Uh, so we're branding the name that way, but most thing that we're branding, we're, we're incorporating with cooking. So it's cooking my way. We're working on a cookbook that should come out within the next year. And oh, that's so exciting. Yes. Well, you know, I, like I said, uh, I can't spell too well, but I can speak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have editors for that. That's fine. I, I know that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> so, you know, we, we're, we're taking that next step now because the restaurant in Boca, Reno's in Boca is creating that next step. Yeah. Because now we can concentrate on that next step about branding because branding has nothing to do with opening a business. Branding is yourself. Explain what you mean by that. It's I'm branding me. So it's there already. I don't have to do anything to it. I just got to go. I just got to put it out there. You just have to put yourself out there. That's it because it's branded already. It's Reno. It's already Reno. Yeah. And right. the buzz, the buzz is just Reno really the from, that, from you, from yeah. us, wherever we go. It's like, we love talking to people. We love meeting new people everywhere we go. The buzz is just, we know it's insane. It's insane. I, and I thank again, Ron Cohn and John Ferralito. And the, to get back to that point, if I could finish it. Yeah, so please. You sorry. Can understand about branding. Mr. Ferralito and Ron Cohn, they, 
they came to me and they said, you know, what are you thinking about a restaurant? And I says, okay. And within a couple of days, we put something together and we're sitting there for 25 minutes and we're talking about names. And, you know, Mr. Frederick has a nice name. He has a guitar company called The Angelica. They have uh, St. James Ice Tea. They have all these, you know, things that they have. No, he says, I want you. I said, well, you got me. No, I want your name. You have a problem with that? I says, absolutely not. I said, I'm flattered. <laughs> so that's what I mean by it. I was branded already because to have a guy like Mr. John Ferrellita and Ron Cohn that want you, and never mind they want your experience now in the restaurant business, they want your name. Yeah. So I think that that's a real American dream. How do you think you built your name? Hard work, learning, watching. And I learned from uh, people that were broke. My parents came here and they, they had a work job. My mother was working in a sewing factory, two, uh, two jobs. My father had three jobs when he first came to America. So I branded myself by watching mm. and saying, you know something? I want to better myself, even though I can never better myself. Because what they did, I still haven't accomplished. Because you know what? They did it the hard way. I had a little leeway. Right. They, they paved the little way for me. Well, what's coming out and what you're saying is your value system. And I think so much of what you both have spoken about is, you know, your faith, your, your family. love of people, family, right? Support, appreciation and gratitude. Gratitude is huge. I always say gratitude is the magnet for miracles. Every, That's a great huge. phrase too. Look That's, at all these one-liners you guys are coming well, up with. That is my motto. Put it in the cookbook. Yes. Put it in. <laughs> <laughs> but, but going back to that, gratitude is the magnet for miracles. What do you mean by that? I just think it's, it's first and foremost to be grateful over not just the big things, but the littlest things every day. There's always things to be grateful for. And I just, from when I wake up in the morning, I just look for every, I, I just thank God for everything I'm grateful for. From the littlest thing to just walking outside and the sunshine. We're alive. We're breathing. It's, you know, and I tell people this all the time, like whenever you're sad, there's so much depression out there today and anxiety with the young kids today. Like yeah. there's always something to be grateful for. Write it down, write it down in the morning, write it down before you go to bed at night. And it truly is. I, I do believe it's just a change of mindset and miracles do come. And it's the way I've lived my life for years. And it's my true belief. And that's why you know, I, I say the same thing to Reno. There are times where you have to have people that you're surrounded with. You lift each other up and just helping each other out every day is, is huge. The love, gratitude is key. How do you build that mindset? Because it can be so hard. Um, you know what? At, people ask me that all the time, like, where is, where? <laughs> honestly, like, where does your energy come from? You are you're, you're happy. It's like, it's true joy. It's, I it, it, it truly is. Where do you think it I comes think it from? goes back to where you started all the conversation. It's about believing in yourself and believing yeah. in your strengths and believing that you want to do better. And you want, and you don't, you, you don't want, you don't want to watch people uh, fail. You don't want to watch people. So I think, I think it's a true love though. No, you know what? It, yeah, it's, it's not, but you know, it's not just about myself, belief in myself. That's so egotistical. And I think that's where it's wrong. It's not in myself. I think it's a gratitude where it comes from, from God. And that's what it makes me who I am. I'll never be like an egotistical man. Like it's me, 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 me. The gratitude comes from, um, 
just from above. And that's the key. And it's, and you know what I always say? It's, um, know your heart. Like it truly is like a grateful and loving heart. And that's what I say. I have my family first and foremost, I have amazing friends that I surround myself with. And I think, you know, I always joke around too, like, oh, my vibe attracts my tribe, you know? Yeah. Like, and I always say like, my friends are my family, my son, first and foremost, my, my twin, my parents, you, I think it comes from, you know, our foundation from our family, yeah, from when we're kids, like yeah, not too many people have yeah. that. When you have that love, that foundation, that's a good, that's a good point. nothing yeah. matters. Like my mother always said, like, you come in this house. I always told my son, this is your safe place. Your family's everything. And I think it, it really made us who we are. Like we're, we're indestructible because it's yeah. like, no matter what happens, we have our family. We have us. The worlds could fall apart. It doesn't matter. We have each other. We're always going to build up. We yeah, have, we know, you know, we know who we are. We, we have the materials. We have the, what is the word I'm looking for? We have the tools yeah. to make it. So I think, and, and I say that with all humility, not coming from me, me, me. And I think that's what makes us who we are to strength yeah. that. <laughs> that's a good point. We and fail. I who cares? I tell my son all the time, like, Fail you as the mother to success. We fail, you move on, you learn, you grow. Like you said, every day is like sanctification. You're getting better and better and better. And I think that's, you know, what makes you who you are and me, family, and as you key, get old, as everything. You, as you get older, you just surround yourself by people that are more positive. Yeah. Because, you know, you when you're young, you can get away with that. But as you get a little older, your patience level will get low and you need to be surrounded by nice people. And that's really a big key. Mm. Well, but that goes back to so much that you guys have been saying this entire conversation about building the people up around you too, Correct. and not necessarily just focusing on yourself yes. Yes. and Absolutely. helping others yep. to be successful. That's yes. key to teach others, let them, you know, learn what, you know, we all have to help each other, I especially agree. being women. Like, I mean, hundred percent. like, Oh my gosh, like women need to lift each other up and help each other succeed in businesses. And yeah, I always know. say, it's not a zero sum game. It's not like there's a limited pie. And if you get a bigger slice, I get a smaller slice. The pie can grow. Yes. Right. Yes. And that little mindset shift can make such a difference. Sure. can. Um, I'm looking at the clock and I cannot uh, believe yes, how this is great. fast this has flown. I want to rapid fire two questions to you guys. And I'd love to get both of your input. So the first question is what advice would you have for somebody who is an entrepreneur and is thinking of, of either taking on a restaurant or a business, right? And they're thinking about how to surround themselves with the right people. My advice would be, again, I'm going to go back to, to basics. Like I said, be secure in what you're going to do. Be knowledgeable of what you're doing so that when you're delegating it, the people that you're delegating it to understand it properly. So don't, don't bring confusion into your employees. Bring your knowledge and your facts. And if you don't have it and you have the other tools, whether it's money or you have an idea, find the person that can be you in facilitating what you need to get across to your employees. Yeah. That's what I believe. Complementary skill sets. Correct. Because yeah. not, not everybody owns a restaurant knows how to cook like me. Yeah. Follow me. But they'll find somebody and they'll train that person what they're thinking and their knowledge. And then that person needs to administrate that. Mm -hmm. I personally believe that you need to have the knowledge 
and the skills that you can, that you can relate to the, to your employees for success. That's great. No, that is a great question. Cause I ask myself that, Oh, I really do. Like it's, you, you ask great questions. Um, I really, um, and surrounding yourself with really good mentors, you know, that you can really just learn from and that really want to teach you, Yeah, you know, and, and just a lot of research with whatever you may wanting to be doing, but really good mentors that you can, that you could really, that really want to teach you no jealousy, no, just that really want to help, you know? Yeah, that's great. All right. Next rapid fire question. Take this however you will. Okay. What do you know now that you wish you knew back then? Wisdom. What about it? I wish I had the wisdom yesterday that I have today. Because everything else I, I still have, but I never had that wisdom at 23 years old. I had a sight and I had a knowledge and I had a skill, but I didn't have the wisdom. What does wisdom mean to you? Wisdom means that you'll get, you, you learn by making less mistakes. Mm. That's what it means. That's what I interpreted for my life. Do you think that's possible? I think that's impossible, but I wouldn't say impossible, but it's challenging. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. You know, so I don't know if I answered that, you know, properly, but I don't think. There's no, a proper, I think that's a great answer. I don't think there's a proper way to answer that. There isn't. I think wisdom is everything. All right, Teresa. Wisdom is, and that another great question, which I will be asking myself this all day now. You will be making <laughs> me think of this like, wow, that's a great question. I'm going to ask that to all my friends now. I have to tell you, oh, it's so good. There's so many things that came to my mind. Wisdom, yes, we know, amen to that. And also I have to say back then, years ago, also commitment. Like mm. I think that commitment is huge yeah, today. And the youth today, adults today, <laughs> No one has, no one knows anything about commitment. They don't know the meaning of it. That's why we got divorced. We didn't know what it was to commit, to stay true, stick through it. That's why there's so much divorces today. People give up on businesses. If you commit and stick to it, I think that is key. Well, and that goes back to so much of the theme of, I would almost call it the theme of our conversation, yes. which is learn from the challenges right. yes. Yes. and take it and grow. Absolutely. Yes. Guys, this has been it was great. Such a fun conversation. Oh, it I am, has been. It has. I'm so grateful that you and guys so joined and I can't wait to try out the food at Reno's. Oh, it'll be a pleasure. And Everyone thank you, should. And thank you so much for having us on the show. Oh, I would thank I would love you. to have you guys back. We, we will be back. We're going to have so much fun at the restaurant. We can't wait to see you guys. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a you. blast. Thank you guys. Thank and you very much. As always, thank you so much to our listeners for joining us on another episode of Worked Up. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday. As you can tell, we have some amazing and exciting guests joining us. And please don't forget to subscribe, like, and leave reviews. And connect with us on Instagram at Jacqueline Beck Consulting on our website, www.jacquelinebeckconsulting.com or email us at info at jacquelinebeckconsulting.com. That's Jacqueline, J-A-C-L-Y-N, Beck, B-E-C-K. See you next time. 